Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to The Season Keepers, the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name's Matt, aka Clean Sheet Wipeout. My name's James, aka FBL Drug. And welcome, everybody, to The Season Keepers Overhaul Special. I don't know about you, James, but I am finding this overhaul period so much harder than the two overhauls that we had last season. Yeah, yes, I am. I guess maybe it's because we know a bit more about the game. We're not as naive with regards to captaincies, transfers, the tiering system. Um, obviously, we've got a whole load of resources that we're aware of now. So FF stuff, there's fixture trackers, there's plenty of things you can look at to sort of mull over. But um, eventually, you're going to have to settle on that team. Yeah, and the fact that obviously we've got all the way up to the 1st of November in terms of fixtures available to us. Last season, we were lucky if we got two or three games ahead for TV fixtures because obviously there was no one in, in the stadiums. And um, it just feels like there are more premium options, particularly up top this season, obviously with the emergence of Ronaldo, Lukaku coming into the league. It's just, it's almost opened the game up in that sense. And I'm struggling to decide which of the four or five forwards to drop to fit two or three in it's it's so hard honestly my phone's been full of sky drafts the last three or four days but i think i've kind of i've kind of settled on two drafts for now they, they need examination and in a minute i think we'll uh we'll kind of discuss together your two drafts for your team one and team two and then my two um and then that will probably lead on to conversation about you know captaincy coverage fixture coverage maybe moves that were, were potentially already got in the bank and then we'll, we'll go from there yeah, um, so I'll kick it off. With yeah, my, uh, fire away, mate. Team team one. So they're both similar ranks at the moment. They're both around 16 slash 14K. So the first one I think is slightly more punty than this, the second draft. Um, so I've got Meslier in goal to cover off any sort of Leeds game days. Um, oh, that, that, got, would, that would cover off your... Um... Your Newcastle leads single game day on a Friday the seventeenth. There, exactly. I don't fancy Newcastle, so I was, it was always going to be a Leeds player, and uh, Mesler the one I've gone for. Um, I've got a back four of Cancelo, Webster, Christensen, and Van Dyke. Okay. It was it was Trent, but then I wanted to uh, basically get a different striker up top so, so downgraded down to five fan dice. so touching on your your back line there what's made you go cancello over ds funds uh mainly um just don't have the money for ds so what, what, uh, what price is cancello he's 9.5 so he's about what, oh, so 1. yeah it's 1.1 1. 1. 1 difference so there you you've got a decent saving on um on ds obviously the port's fairly cheap as well but I feel like um, Cancelo's slightly more nailed to play, but yeah. again, there's going to be risks. I mean, he, Cancelo got dropped a few times last season, but he still hit a very high sort of points total in the end. I got so a, I think if you just stick with him, you, you, you should be okay. Yeah, I got a 50-point captaincy return from Cancelo last season. It just shows yeah, what he's uh, capable of. He's, he's, he's a decent threat going forward, and yep. um, he even hit tiers for like passing tier um, yeah. last game, so... Not a bad pick. And then a midfield three, which is quite budget, um, but I still think fairly decent, is Benarama, Allen, and Saar. Yep. Saar being the sort of puntiest pick, I think, out of those three. Um, but Watford's fixtures are actually fairly fairly decent to start off with, and Saar's looked, looked pretty strong. He's hit shot tier a couple of times. He's obviously scored. Um so yeah, I think it's worth a risk. He's fairly cheap in the game as well. I do. I, I like the Sar pick and um, the Allen pick. I mean, you'll 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 see soon. I've got him in one of my teams, but I think he's interesting because last season uh, we we kind of spoke about you know between me and you off the pod that he was a good option and he didn't really perform. But it seems as though this season he's almost stepped to up a gear um, under Benitez. He seems to have a little bit more of a presence in midfield. Um, the play's kind of going through him. He's obviously uh, already picked up a few points this season. But is he one that you're likely to hold for the foreseeable? 
given if so he would cover you off for that everton burnley single game day on monday the 13th but all the way through to that november the first game when you know everton play wolves for instance uh, another single game day so you're not having to worry about bringing in another everton player to cover those fixtures off I mean, he's definitely there for the first first game day, and I can't see why he wouldn't be there for the second one because at his price, there's not too many better options. I mean, Ben Rama's obviously a similar price, and he's good, but I've I've already got him, mm-hmm. so um, I think I think I think I'm likely to stick with him unless he's just getting a sea of twos. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, and then, yep, last but not least, the front three. I've got Mo Salah. Cristiano Ronaldo, as you'd, you'd probably expect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Son at the moment. Son's an interesting one. I've not seen him in many teams, to be honest. Um, I know that, that there's news that he might have a knock, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see um, whether that yeah, does, yeah, whether that is the case. But I don't know. Just I've been listening to Planet FPL, for instance. Um, and James has spoken about the fact that Son is out wide. I know he got his goal um, the other day, but it almost puts me off bringing him in. But it is interesting because I've not seen Son in many in many drafts and he's not been on my watch list. So I'm intrigued to know your reasoning behind him, I guess, compared to other options at that price. Yeah, um, obviously, obviously good first good first fixture um i was impressed with him the way he started this season even without kane in the team i thought he looked pretty pretty strong um and i think like i don't know like him signing his new contract um obviously kane wanting out i feel like the fans are going to be sort of almost getting behind son like they used to with kane i think Obviously, um, he's delivered for, what, about three or four seasons now in a row. Um, so I feel quite confident in his ability to return. So providing he's fit for the first game, he, he'll pro- he'll probably stay in my overhaul team for this team. Okay, no, that seems fair. And I guess look, looking at Spurs' fixtures, and obviously they've got Palace, then it's Chelsea and Arsenal. Um, arguably, you could probably look to captain him in that Arsenal game because the other fixture is Southampton Wolves. So you don't have any Saints or, or Wolves assets in there. So you've already covered that captaincy off. And then to be fair, looking ahead, Sunday the 3rd of October, I guess a Spurs asset, unless you've got Antonio for Brentford. Spurs again, home to Villa, probably feels the the best captaincy option that day. So again, you've kind of covered yourself off. And even uh, looking further ahead, Sunday the 17th, for instance, they've got Newcastle. So... Yeah, you, you you kind of there is method behind the madness, shall we say, for that for that pick. Yeah, yeah, I mean he's a very good player. He is, he is. Do you want to go into your other team then? So my other team, which I think is in cash leagues, um, <laughs> um, I've got Jose Sar for Wolves in goal. Nice pick. I I really like Sar, and he's been in quite a few of my drafts, albeit I'm just. The, the the tough thing with Saar, I mean, Watford's, not Watford, Wolves' fixtures are quality. I, I say Watford because that's their first game, obviously, um this weekend. But yeah, Brentford, Saints, Newcastle, Villa, Leeds, Everton, Palace, West Ham, Norwich, Burnley. It's, it's a stunning run, isn't it? And I think out of all of the Wolves' assets defensively, you're probably on the right one. Yeah, I mean, I, I like him. I think, I mean, he did well in quite difficult fixtures, so he got like some save tier points. So I see it kind of like, yeah, in the difficult games, he's probably going to get saved here. And in the easier games, he should be, have a decent chance of getting a clean sheet. Mm. So I think with this run coming up, I think I'm expecting like one or two clean sheets. Um, if the other team has an okay game, then he, he might get, get saved here as well. That seems fair. How about your defence then? Yeah, my defence, I've got Alexander-Arnold. I've actually gone in this team uh, for the double up for Wolves at the back. I've got size. Okay. Um, I've noticed he's hit shots here, and I think he hit shots here at some points last season. Obviously, he also scored a couple of goals. Um, so, I think, why not? Like, if they're 
chances are they should hopefully be good for a clean sheet, but yeah. there's also the potential there for him to get sort of other returns as well with the tier. It's an interesting pick. So I've gone size, and then my last two defenders, I've got four at the back. I've got Webster for Brighton, and then Ruben Diaz. Nice. See, so you've obviously got Webster in both both teams. I think, yeah. Real enabler, isn't he? Yeah, 100%. It's 7 million hit and passing tier, tackle tier. We've spoken about it on the other two Skypods we've done, but he's such a valuable asset in this game. And to have a player at only 7 million, the ability to pick up eight points, even when they concede, you've got to have him in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's been performing well above his sort of price range, so... It, it was well and it almost an easy picking away um and then diaz yeah you just know he's going to play um which is the main sort of appeal for him really like you're going to get those sort of 10 pick 10 pointers fairly often yeah what what, what surprised me the most because I've, I've been looking at like ownership stats and whatnot whilst trying to make my drafts surprisingly and i guess it shows the engaged managers compared to the ones that don't particularly take Sky seriously, you know, make a team, throw away transfers and whatnot. But Webster is in just under 45% of top 1K teams. He's only in 3.7% of teams overall. Oh, I imagine those people, if they're going to go for a lot of Brighton defender, will just go straight to the stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I think the engaged managers like you, know, you and I and... There's plenty of other pods out there, you know, we've got the Hub Boys, Planet FPL, the Man On lads. We've all been speaking about Webster. And for those within the community, I think I'll be very surprised to see many people that don't go with him. Yeah, no, I've I've, I've seen it mentioned on a few pods now. So at that price, you can't really not. Um, so then my midfield, a little bit different to my other midfield. Um, so I've got Hoiberg, um, who I was a big fan of last season, just because of his tier returns, you were, yeah. um, Rafinha and Alan. So you're Alan again. But Alan in both teams. Nice. I know it feels like that's going to go either um, really well or <laughs> full flat my face. Well, I suppose it's also that captaincy coverage because it's tricky. I guess I'm going to guess that you haven't got DCL um, in your forward okay. line here, so it's finding that Everton asset to cover that captaincy on the Monday night. And I mean, I think personally, uh, there might be people out there that do it. And I know you mentioned you considered it to a point, but I think it would be silly to immediately skip um, a captaincy this early on because, you know, we've got an overhaul team. We have the chance to prepare for it. It's not like it's jumped on us in. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it's been thrown at us, you know, in game week 15, for instance, it's this game week. So rightly, I think we should be able to cover it off and it's about picking the right asset for that. DCL is a good option, but do you really want to hold DCL through the rest of Everton's fixtures when there are forward? Exactly. So I think it's good to look for the value in which Alan is is one of those options. So yeah, I'm, I'm not particularly surprised to see you've gone for him twice. Yeah, I mean, like last season, I think that's one of the mistakes I made. I went DCL because of the captaincy, because of mm-hmm. the game day. When in reality, I didn't really want him in my team. And I think that's, again, the case this this time. But now I'm going to go for someone else, someone that I'm perhaps actually sort of would want in my team. Yeah, exactly. Because DCL is a transfer waiting to happen. I mean, after that Burnley-Everton game, I don't think I'm ever going to captain him um, when there are other better options around there. And he also then blocks potentially the likes of Harry Kane or Lukaku. And yeah. for yeah. me, you're, you're far more likely to captain those options. So you're, you're effectively booking in a transfer this early on. And that's not something I particularly like doing this close to overhaul. Yeah, well, I think like with the forward slots, like you've obviously only got three and Salah and Ronaldo are almost kind of locked into them. So then if you've got DCL sat there, you kind of can't really get anyone else. <laughs> no, no, exactly. It's tough. It's tough. So, it's, so which three forwards have you gone for on this team? Um, so I've got Salah Ronaldo. Yep. <laughs> Obvious. Um, and then I've also got Antonio. Okay, yeah. Antonio is another one that, I mean, he's done so well 
obviously I, I captained him in my main team all three times, um, game week one, two, and three, and he smashed it, didn't he? Like in Sky. So it's it's tough to to not go with him. And I listened to uh, Luke and Niall um, earlier today discussing Antonio in depth, in feel almost feeling the pain of them admitting that they might not be going with him. And I understand that argument because that's one I've been having with myself. But at the same time, I understand where you're coming from because we have seen how explosive he is. And his first fixture is against Saints. You know, we're both Saints fans. He could tear our defence apart. Oh, he, he definitely could. Um, and like, yeah, I think I've seen what he's been doing like so far. And I, I think I want a piece of it. I think if I didn't have him in at least one format or one team... <laughs> It would be extremely painful every time he scores. But yeah, no, I'm, I've been very impressed with what I've seen. And whereas, like, I've got Benarama in one team, I've got Antonio in this team. So I feel like I'm sort of covered either way, hopefully, if uh, West Ham turn up. Yeah, that, that seems fair. Well, um, I'll quickly run through my two teams and then I guess we can get onto a conversation about, you know, captaincy coverage, single game days. Um, Before I start, I'm just going to say that there isn't a lot of difference between my two drafts. And I think... It probably shows where my head's at at the moment. I think I've almost got a little bit too locked in to certain right. players. I think he's nailed it, look. Well, <laughs> I just feel that I need to maybe open my mind up. So having this discussion is kind of what I need. But um, I'll go through my, my second team at the moment. Uh, I say second team, but it's it's, it's not doing too badly. It's um, Pickford in goal. And then I have got a back line of Diaz, Webster, Rudiger, and Pinnock. So no no Trent, no Liverpool defender? No. That's the talking point there, I think. Yeah, th- my reasoning is because I'm reluctant to do the double up on most teams, in fairness. Um just because if if I do want a Liverpool captaincy, I'm going to captain Salah in the fixtures that are coming up. So, you know, I'm going to captain Salah against Leeds, for instance. Um, I think he's another great captaincy option against Crystal Palace. Um, and again, captaincy option against Brentford. I'm not going to captain VVD or Trent in those fixtures. So I'm looking at a maximum of, you know, 10 points. If they concede a sloppy goal, I personally think Leeds score, for instance. So the most that maybe Van Dyke's looking at is, is is five points. Salah could get a brace in that. So um I've I've kind of talked myself out of the double up with um Liverpool at the moment. Okay, so I guess you consider it you're going going DS instead, really. Yeah, I think DS and, and Rudiger. Um I want that Chelsea coverage. Uh I think their fixtures are nice to be fair i mean the, the first three villa spurs city aren't the best but rudiger you know on his day can um quite happily pick up parson here uh, as we're aware of and after that you know saints brentford norwich newcastle burnley loads of people are going to be punting on you know defensively and probably lukaku i kind of wanted at least one in my squad um at that point but it has led to pinnock for instance, being in there from Brentford, is a. I had a look at him. <laughs> he's an he's an enabler. Like obviously, he hit passing tier. He he's done well in the three fixtures that they had. I quite like Brighton and Wolves. His, his fixtures for Brentford. Yes, it gets tricky after that. But am I happy to have Pick um, Pinnock sitting there ticking over at six point one for now? Probably. Six point one. Yeah, he's cheap. Wow. <laughs> and I need to really analyze if there are other options out there, like Wolves, for instance, and whatnot. But it's it's a tough one. Moving on to my midfield, um, I've got Indeedy, uh, is Leicester coverage, you know, ticks over on tears. Rafinha, however, Rafinha is a really annoying one at the moment because I don't know what's going on in terms of quarantine status and whatnot with Rafinha, and there is talk that he might miss this weekend but it's against Liverpool so am I worried given I'd be captaining Salah anyway whereas I'd want Rafinha in there for the Newcastle game the Watford game the Saints game the Norwich game so 
I think that's why I've gone from him. And I know you, you had him in one of your teams as well, didn't you? So that that's why. And um, I've gone Jorginho. Um, I think he's a great option. And I just keep looking at those Chelsea fi- fixtures moving forward. I don't want to be using loads of transfers to get to them. So for now, I'm preempting and going with two of them to start with. No, that's fair enough. I can see why. Um, I've got Christian Christensen in my mm-hmm. team. So I think Chelsea defence is probably someone that you want one of them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I can see why you've gone Jorginho. I mean, he, he's obviously on pens. The first game, he got passing and tackle tier. So, yeah, if you want one of those, another steady player, just ticking those points over, uh, it's a good, good, good player to have. Yeah, no, fingers crossed. And um, the reason that I haven't, say, got three big defenders or I, I wouldn't say budget in midfield, but, you know, I haven't got a, a Bruno or someone of that calibre in midfield is because of my front line. Um, I've got Salah, Cristiano Ronaldo, as you'd expect. I've also got Harry Kane. Outrageous. What, <laughs> what a front three. <laughs> I just, I really like the Antonio shout, but for me this weekend, for instance, I think... Kane could arguably match or better Antonio, you know, against Palace. Um, yes, they play Chelsea. I think that'll be a tough game. But then they've got Arsenal. Um, and for me, I'm probably likely to captain Kane against Arsenal. And then looking ahead, probably again likely to captain Kane on Sunday the 17th in game week 10 against Newcastle. So I have heard talk that... Um, People are considering, you know, going for the first three fixtures with, say, Ronaldo or the first three fixtures with um, Liverpool. And then on the 26th, jump into Harry Kane. I think, you know, arguably it's a good move. You get the first good three fixtures for those clubs. Liverpool, you then jump off of that Man City um, home game on the third because you've moved on to Harry Kane, who then has a, a quite nice run of fixtures. You know, Arsenal, Villa, Newcastle, West Ham. So if you want to book in a transfer that early on, um, then by no means do so, because I think it's a good move. You you are getting better fixtures for someone of a similar price. But I just don't want... I don't know why. I've just got it in my mind that I don't want to be booking in transfers immediately, because I could get in like injuries, for instance... Harry Kane could get injured in the first two games. Now, that will screw me and I have to make the transfer anyway, but I'd rather start with him and try and get those points than look to maybe move on, if if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that you, have, you do have Kane in there. I thought maybe you might have been put off about obviously all the speculation over the summer about him moving on. Um, I think he's got a point to prove. I mean... Yeah particularly well in his first game no watching him in the two england games uh, i mean he should have had a hat trick uh in that first one he missed some great chances but the fact he was getting himself in those positions bodes well and i just think he'll want to kick on this season and prove to you know the spurs crowd and those fans that in a way, have kind of stuck by him. Like he didn't exactly get booed when he came back on the pitch. Um, yeah, there's been the debate throughout the summer and whatnot with Harry Kane, but it is what it is, and I think he's moved on at least for this season. And if Harry Kane can do it under Jose Mourinho, then I don't see why he can't do it under Nuno Espirito Santo. Fair enough. How much is he in the game? Uh, Kane is twelve million. Wow, more expensive than Ronaldo. Yeah. And I think uh, that, that probably goes on from last season's points, to be fair. Yeah. Have you considered any other forwards? Antonio or... is the fourth forward that I've considered, I think. And that's that's the debate I'm having at the moment. And you'll you'll find out in a sec when I go from my other team, but I haven't got him in that one either. It, it it's the toughest decision I think I'm making is to not go with Antonio, but I feel starting with a powerhouse front three for me gives me scope to move away from them if I have to. Whereas I think it's harder 
to see that money sat in the bank or spread elsewhere to then get to someone like Harry Kane at his value from an Antonio? Yeah, I guess. I guess you are, though, a little bit stuck on, say, Pinnock. If yeah. you, you kind of need two transfers to get anyone else. Yeah, that that's that's the one element of my team. I think I'm happy generally with 10 out of the 11 in both teams. But as you'll see in a sec, I haven't really got a lot of difference between the two teams. Pinnock is again in my second team. Because wow. he's just, at the moment, I need to look further into it. But for me, Pinnock is a good option. Is someone that is going to play and is just going to, you know, tick along, get the odd passing tier and whatnot. I think there has to be an element of sacrifice across teams anyway. So I'm happy to maybe sacrifice one that gets twos, fives. And as we saw, you know, against Palace, they got a clean sheet. Arsenal, surprising clean sheet. If he can occasionally pick up those seven points at his value of 6.1, I'd be quite happy with that. But enough, yeah. moving on then to my, my second team, um, like you, I've gone Saar in goal uh, rather than Pickford. Uh, just, I love those fixtures. I think he's another brilliant option. Um, I think he's a reasonable value. However, if you do have money in the bank, I think there is potentially value slightly further up, you know, in Mendy and whatnot. They're, they're all, you know, 7, 7.5, 7.9. There's... I guess with the, with the goalkeepers in particular, it's about getting on the right one at the right times. And Martinez, for instance, last season was exceptional. Um, we all know he was a cheat code in both FPL and Sky. I don't feel like there's that option this season at the moment, or at least not this early. So, I think yeah, Jose Sar just just feels like a, a decent a decent goalkeeper to go with and. We've spoken about, you know, Wolves have lost 1-0 in the last three games, but they've looked solid. Their fixtures turned so nice for the next four or five fixtures. So, yeah, I think Jose Sarr. And then moving on, um, exactly the same back line as my other team. Diaz, Webster, Rudiger, Pinnock. Um, I've got Rafinha, Jorginho and Ben Rama uh, in this one. Um, and then Kane, Salah and Cristiano Ronaldo again. Nice. The biggest mistake of this team, and I've noticed it already, and it's just through not, not particularly paying much attention to the second team, is the fact that I don't have coverage for that Monday the 13th Burnley against Everton. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to relook at it because I want coverage at the end of the day for that that fixture. Um and I think the player that I might sacrifice may well be Ben Rama because I'm not gonna captain him. And I do like Ben Rama, for instance, as a, a goal scorer and a sister. And with the midfield options, it's often quite tricky to pick up the ones that get consistent bonus points. You know, your Jorginho's, your Ndidi's, they're few and far between. So the likes of Rafinha, we're not really relying on him for, for bonus points, are we? We're relying on him to get goals and assists in that Leeds team. So I, I guess it's looking elsewhere at that point, really. Okay, so yeah, you you definitely gonna get hmm. someone from that game, I guess. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, Tottenham, that Tottenham game. You've got you got Kane. Yeah, obviously, very good captain to have. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and I, I guess just moving on then, you know, to to captaincies and single game days. I think it's only right that we maybe discuss what we can see ahead of us up to to November the first because we've got the TV fixtures all the way up to that point. And I think there's some interesting debates to be had for some of the game days. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, can I just ask firstly, though, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you start with that free forward line and then build your team backwards? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like you might have done. Yeah. I did. Um, Although to be fair, the first player in both of my teams was Webster. Fair enough. Because I just I knew I wanted him, but yeah, I started with that forward line, and I've got points. See if you could do it. Really. Yeah, and I've got point five in the bank in both teams. Oh, that's that's very good. Then maybe you might be able to get someone from Pinnock. Exactly. So I need to have a look because I might be happy to start with say Pinnock, and there might be someone that emerges in and around that value that is consistent. So it, it gives you the scope to move on then. 
But um, yeah, I think maybe it's right, given, you know, it's this Saturday, this is overhaul. Who are you likely to captain on Saturday? Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, I think that is the debate, isn't it? It's Ronaldo versus Bruno, and it feels so strange that none of us have mentioned Bruno in either of our teams. Um, I know I think Dan Cox mentioned on the hub that he may well go Bruno in his second team, Ronaldo in his first, but I just think Bruno is going to be so highly, no, Ronaldo is going to be so highly owned. He's been brought in by what, almost 40,000 people so far. It it screams of Ronaldo starting, scoring, and Sky are going to give him man of the match. Of course they are. So that's another three points. If if United get the win, yeah, I just think you don't really want to go away from the mass, do you? And um, Ronaldo will be the captaincy for me. No, yeah, I, I was tempted mm-hmm. to go one in one team, one in the other, but at the same time, I want I want to do well in both teams. Um, that's not to say that Bruno's not going to do well. I think he will do well, but yeah, like you, you want to be keeping up with everyone else with Cristiano Ronaldo. I think that's one boat that you don't want to be missing. Agreed. Yeah, and um, Sunday the twelfth. I think are we both set on the fact that we've got Salah across all four teams? Is that the reason? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I even without the the game day there. I think I still would have had Mo Salah. Yeah, I think agreed. Yeah, exactly. And I think that game day almost cements it. Like you're gonna want Mo Salah. He's gonna be the most captained asset in that fixture. Like I've said, I think Leeds score. That they're a good attacking team, and for that reason, Salah could be the one that gets the absolute haul. And you know, Trent or Van Dijk could be left on two points because Leeds aren't going to give them much time to pass the ball around the back. No, not at all. And I kind of understand your rationale there with mm. not having a leader defence sort of based on that. Mm. Obviously, I'm seeing sort of the bigger picture over the course of the season. Yeah, no, I'm I agree. Definitely want, say, Trent or Van Dyke. Um, Van Dyke, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does because obviously he's done quite well in, in the Sky game in previous seasons. So yep. hoping to benefit from that. Yeah, but, yeah, Van Dyke's the one that scares me the most. And eventually, I may well end up with him in my team. But yeah, for now, I'm staying away. Um, and then, yeah, Monday the 13th, obviously, we, we've covered it. I think Everton captaincies are generally going to be the players to go to, aren't they? And I'm honestly expecting DCL to be quite heavily owned if we get told that he's fit. I know he um, he picked up that knock in the last game, didn't he? He's, he's got the toe injury, but yeah, I think it was also a muscle tweak, um, which is the reason why he got taken off early. So if we do hear news in the presses this week that he is fit, I honestly expect a lot of teams to have him. Yeah, no, as as do I. Um, but I think this game is not going to be easy for Everton. I think um, Burnley have looked quite mm-hmm. solid so far. And I think I expect them to give Everton a real good game. I think it's going to be either a draw or a narrow win for Everton. Yeah. Um, definitely not going to run away with it. No, definitely not. And um, I suppose the reason why we've both got Leeds coverage is the fact that they then play Newcastle on um, the 17th of September, single game day. Yeah, definitely in this case is why they're in my team. Um, I don't want to be on Newcastle, so then I'll straight away sort of looking at Leeds. Um, first thoughts, I sort of did think about maybe having mm-hmm. Ailing in my team. Um, but I just feel like Rafinha... Um, got more threat in terms of like potential that he can score uh, and more consistently I imagine exactly uh, yeah in returns and, if, and then yeah, and then Meslier um yeah you've covered it there yeah I spoke about him earlier and yeah I think he's a decent pick as well yeah and, and for those that obviously like myself are on Rafinha if we do get news that he is say missing out against Liverpool and won't make that Newcastle game either, you know, depending on quarantine and whatnot. It's strange that we've not really had any news on it whatsoever. I don't even know if he travelled to Brazil, to be honest. I honestly have no idea. Um, But if we don't have Rafinha as an option, it's not like there aren't anyone else to cover. You've got Harrison. Dallas, for instance, was outstanding in Sky last season. And if you want to go further back... I think Cooper is a great shout um, defensively. Stroik, you know, hit pass and tear. And um, you've got Meslier in there if you wanted to cover him as a goalkeeper. So there are options for Leeds, but I think Leeds are the way to go in terms of uh, that captaincy option. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, I think, you know, Saturday the 18th, the, 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 there's quite a few options, but I think Salah, again, probably the the main reason why we've got him. You're, you're going to want that second captaincy from him there against Palace. The 19th of September, though, is an interesting one. I presume for us, Ronaldo, away to West Ham. But for those that have Antonio... Given they're at home, would you be more swayed to go Antonio? Uh, who's Antonio got that weekend? Man United. So it's yeah. The, the the three fixtures on the nineteenth: the West Ham, Man United, yeah. Brighton, Leicester, or Spurs, Chelsea. So I think that West Ham, Man United is probably where you cover your captaincy. Right, what you're potentially thinking going Antonio over Ronaldo? Well, I've not got Antonio, but you as an Antonio owner, would you be swayed given the home fixture? I mean, it would depend on like their form around the time, um, but say as it stands, I'd, I probably would go Ronaldo over Antonio. And I suppose the benefit of that fixture is we also get to see the lineups given it's Sky. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, firstly, someone that's playing. <laughs> Always helpful. Um, yeah, exactly. But, you yeah, know, more likely to be uh, an Aldo, I think. Agreed, yeah. And then um, moving on, obviously, in game week seven, I honestly think the captaincy is, is pretty open. If you've got DCL, you've got Norwich there. If you've got Salah, you've got Brentford. Man United have got Villa. I think it's going to be quite open on that Saturday the 25th. But then Sunday, the 26th of September, I'm intrigued to know where you're going, given I know you've got Son in one team, but Southampton Wolves, Arsenal Spurs. This is the Sunday that I think a lot of people will move to Spurs from, say, a Salah or a Ronaldo, potentially, to move off of their trickier fixtures to then jump onto these Spurs captaincy days. But... You've got Saar. Would you be swayed to maybe captain Saar against Saints? Or would you be wanting to make that move to, say, a Harry Kane if you didn't have him? Um, I think, well, yeah, in that second team where I don't have Son, I think I've got Hoiberg and Saar. So I think I'm more likely to captain one of those and probably save my transfer than go... Thing, then bring Kane in. Okay, no, yeah, that seems fair. It's just it, it's a debate I'm seeing, and um, I've heard on a couple of pods now that yeah, that Sunday the twenty sixth seems to be the date that a lot of people are penning in to bring Harry Kane in. But for for me, if if you're booking in a transfer that early, why not just start with him? Yeah, yeah, uh, I know that makes sense. I mean, the transfer is valuable in this game. Um, but yeah, for me, I don't know. I, like, until until I see Kane backfiring like he was uh say last season and his head's in the right right space i don't really i'm not really thinking about it. no that seems fair seems fair and then obviously monday the 27th single game day palace against brighton probably one of the many reasons why we've got webster in our teams yeah yeah great coverage uh obviously a derby game hopefully he'll keep his head yeah <laughs> um, that'd be a nightmare wouldn't it you'd like to hope so um and then obviously Fixtures for game week eight, again, this is where um, Chelsea's fixtures kind of turn, don't they? So they've got they've got Saints um, in that fixture. Um, other than that, I think it's quite tricky. Obviously, Leeds have got Watford, Man United, Everton is the early game, so you get to see the teams. But I think captaincies, again, might be quite spread unless people are booking in transfers or have someone say like Rudiger. I might even be tempted to captain Rudiger against Saints. Yeah, that w that wouldn't be a bad move. Like, I think uh, obviously Man United, who, who you typically captain Ronaldo's, they've got a tough fixture against Everton. So that Saints fixture for Chelsea, yeah, is just a little bit more appealing if you're on a Chelsea defender or obviously Lukaku if you yeah. decided to say bring him in. That that appeals, doesn't it? It does. It does indeed. And then obviously on the Sunday, you know West Ham Brentford. I think for Antonio owners, if if you're holding him, that feels like the best option. Um, for those those four fixtures that are there, and obviously Spurs have got Villa, so if you are in a Kane or a Son, you've got that one there. But yeah, I think Antonio holders and those that you know are willing to see him for the foreseeable, I think that's probably a really good shout against Brentford there. Definitely. 
Uh, obviously, then, yeah, you've got the international break, game week nine. So uh, hopefully we don't get any injuries. It's <laughs> that's, that's always a fucking nightmare. And then, um, yeah, game week 10 is an interesting one because this is where we get to see the Arsenal single game day. So at the end of game week 10, Arsenal play Palace. Um, I would normally probably be reluctant at this point to jump on an Arsenal player having been burned last season. I think Rob Holding became a really good asset for Arsenal in their single game days. But the reason that you're going to want to move to an Arsenal player is because right at the very beginning of game week 11, they're also the single game day. So they've got back-to-back Monday-Friday single game days against Palace and Villa. Where's your mind at? Obviously, both home fixtures. We're going to have to cover it, aren't we? Yeah, and it's a bit annoying, really, because obviously we don't really fancy Arsenal at all at the minute. Um, they've not started well. I mean, even their top-class players from previous seasons aren't even top-class anymore. I mean, Aubameyang, not the man he was. No. Hopefully, by then, he's got his shit together and he's captainable. But just because of those back-to-back game days, I think we've got to get someone in. Yeah. Agreed. Whoever it is, if it's just a centre back that's been playing and getting tears, holding whoever, um, we're gonna have to chuck someone in. Yeah, and it's an effective two for zero over every team by their opponents. Um, so you know, using FF stuff site, it, it's quite nice to see it graphically, and it almost feels like a good time to maybe look at moving away from say a a Salah or a Ronaldo at that point to jump onto Arsenal for the the two fixtures there, to then move on to Lukaku for Norwich, Newcastle and Burnley. And for me, I think I'm more likely to maybe move from Ronaldo, booking it in, you know, that far in advance. And I mean, it feels silly talking about fixtures that are mid to end October, but you'd then get Ronaldo's current fixtures. You'd get Crystal Palace Villa for an Arsenal asset. Say Aubameyang is, you know, firing through the middle. Could be a good option. Um, and then you jump on a Lukaku for Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, whilst Man United go on to play Liverpool, Tottenham and Man City. Do you want Cristiano Ronaldo? You're not going to captain him for Liverpool, Tottenham or Man City, I don't think. You're more likely to captain Lukaku, obviously Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley. So I think that's quite a nice daisy chain move, personally. Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea. Yeah, I can see the logic there. Um, I would be a little bit scared coming off of Ronaldo, say if he is, say, banging form, getting a brace every other week. Um, but yeah, I completely see the logic that you've got that got planned out there. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, you, you, you'd plan to, I imagine, get Ronaldo back. Yeah. Presumably with the fixtures. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It, um, I think it's, uh, where are we? It's game week. Saturday the 4th, I think, is, oh, to be fair, you could probably go to the Arsenal fixture on the 30th. But Saturday the 4th, Man United's fixtures get really nice for a sustained period, obviously starting with Watford. And depending on the fixtures, because we don't know that the single game days, for instance, at that point, you're very likely to want at least one United asset in. And um, yeah, Ronaldo is surely going to be one of them. I'd imagine so. And then moving on to the uh, the final week that we've got in terms of TV fixtures. Um, again, I think the Saturday is quite open. But Sunday the 31st, you've obviously got Norwich Leeds and Villa West Ham. If you're on Leeds coverage, do you think that's probably the better of the two fixtures to target? Uh, yeah, marginally. I think, obviously, like, Norwich actually played quite an attacking game as well with Leeds, so I imagine there's going to be a lot of goals in that game. Um, maybe a lot of space for, for Rafinha to operate, and yeah, that's where you maybe go for the captaincy for him. Um, again, it's all going to depend on form in the season, how the teams are doing, how the players are playing, but yeah, I think that's the one I fancy. Yeah, agreed. And then um, the final single game day of the fixtures that we currently have is Wolves-Everton. So obviously... If you're starting with DCL, you potentially haven't held him through those fixtures. You're going to have to get someone back in. Whereas, you know, at the moment, I think we both have Alan or Sa in our teams. 
I think, yeah, that those types of players you're probably holding all the way through, aren't you? So to have that yeah. coverage there early on, I think is good. And I don't know about you, but for me, that's one of the first things I looked at was making sure in our current drafts, I had obviously other than the Everton on my second team, but the second team don't count. Um, making sure that we had those single game days covered because I don't like to set up an overhaul team where I know I have to immediately book in a transfer to cover a single game day. No, I mean, when you've got this opportunity to make as many changes as you want, like you want to make it as perfect as you can for the future. Yeah. And yeah, I think, especially with early fixture on, I think, and with the obviously the Everton first captaincy game day, chances are you're going to have at least one of those clubs players by the time you get to that point. Yeah. So I think we should be good for that captaincy game day and don't have to worry about it. Exactly. And the only reason, you know, we're not starting with Arsenal players is one, because they're not in particularly shit. great form. Yeah, <laughs> the shit. Sorry, sorry, Thomas, from the, the man on pod. But um, yeah, I just, I don't rate them at the moment. And I want to see, I want to have as much information as possible about Arsenal before I commit to one of their players for two fixtures. Because if they're not looking particularly great offensively, then someone like Ben White, for instance, could be brilliant. Could get a clean sheet against uh, Palace. Could pick up Parsons here. You're looking at a 20-pointer for a captaincy. And then you'll, you'll take what you get against Villa. But yeah, I think personally need as much information as we can. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, something to touch on finally. Um. We're always looking for, you know, two for zeros, as we've touched on for, for that Arsenal fixture and three for ones. Um, there's one three for one in particular that I haven't really heard mentioned anywhere at the moment. Um, and it's a Man United to Man City three for one uh, from Saturday, the 2nd of October. Now, it's something I'm debating, but it would then obviously affect that daisy chain of Man United to Arsenal to Chelsea. But if you allow Man United to play on Saturday at home against Everton, you can then move to Man City, so say a De Bruyne, for Liverpool, Burnley and Brighton, whilst in that period, Man United only play Leicester away. And then you've got the Man City fixture against Crystal Palace at home, whilst Man United play Liverpool at home, Tottenham away, and then Man City at home. So I think that might be a good opportunity to be moving on to a Man City asset. Yeah, it definitely looks like it. I mean, it's a, a pretty tough run for United, those four games, Leicester, Liverpool, Tottenham, City. You could even include mm -hmm. Everton in that, to be honest. So, yeah, after that Everton game, the opportunity's there. Yeah, exactly. And it, it might allow me to manoeuvre some funds to potentially then, you know, bring in a Lukaku or whatnot after that period and not have to gamble on someone like Aubameyang, maybe go for a Ben White, um, you know, a, a Gabriel if he's back in the team for, for that Arsenal fixture. It's just something that stood out to me, really. And it's funny because Man City aren't really a club that I don't think many of us are talking about. Obviously, we've all gone Diaz. I think he's a, he's, he's a stop, like nailed in Sky, that he picks up Arsenal here consistently, doesn't he? And you don't know who his partner's going to be with Laporte and John Stones. But... Normally, you'd be looking at Man City and you'd be picking out the captaincies um, throughout this. I don't feel like any of these fixtures that we've got up to November the 1st, you're captaining a Man City asset. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, it's, it's quite a tough run, in fairness. Like Leicester, Chelsea, Liverpool. Um, obviously, you've got South, those Southampton and Burnley games. I think maybe Southampton is really the only potential captainable one, maybe for like a a DS. But, but, but then Liverpool really, have got Palace. Yeah, exactly. So people are going to be, be going on to that. Yeah. So. You're more likely to go Salah than you are DS. And I mean, I'd fully expect City to keep a clean sheet against Saints. It wouldn't surprise me. But as proven, we, we aren't the worst going forward. We're just shit defensively. So it wouldn't surprise me for Saints to score against City that day. No, and you don't you don't want to be missing out on a sort of Salah twenty point double to forty point. No, no, not not this early on, that's for sure. But just look at looking ahead, then you know I think there are other options. Um, there are quite a lot of three for ones. For me, a little bit too early on. 
So say there is a three for one that you could move off of Liverpool or Man City to, to Chelsea, for instance. But if you're looking at that, you're prob you're only getting two fixtures from Liverpool, Leeds and Palace before maybe moving a Salah on to a, a Lukaku to then cover, say, Tottenham, City and Southampton when Liverpool only play Brentford. But there is the alternative to maybe look at that defensively. So is that the time that you maybe look to jump on a Chelsea asset defensively, get three fixtures out of them? Yeah, they, they'll they knock it about. You know, they're likely to pick up Parsons here. They might not keep a clean sheet say, against City, but they could well do against Spurs and Saints. And then you've got them defensively for that stunning run of Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley. So I, I highly recommend people go on to Frank FF Suff's website because it's such a great tool and honestly i wish i'd used it earlier on last season um when i found out about it, it it changed my sky thinking completely and it's so well thought out that you can just pop in what you want three for one four for twos and it finds them for you and it's picking out the ones that you then want to plan in in my opinion because some of them on there are three for ones that you'd, you'd never touch, but some of them are like, wow, that, that is really an option. And that's how I found the, the Man United to Man City. Yeah, great, great, great website. Absolutely. Um, so I think, yeah, that really uh, probably draws an end to our uh, overhaul podcast. I think we've both still got a little bit of tinkering to go. Obviously, we've got till, uh, well, ideally Friday night, but Saturday morning at a push. To, to get those teams locked in but um if anybody's got any questions honestly feel free to jump in our dms like we're more than happy to answer questions we didn't put out a questions um poll or you know a tweet and whatnot for this pod because a lot of the bigger pods have covered a lot of the questions already so we thought we might be repeating ourselves there but if you if you genuinely want to get in contact or you have a query feel free and we're both on there quite consistently so we'll get back to you but I just want to say good luck. Um, overhaul is a, a big period in Sky. Um, it can define a season. Uh, if if you get it slightly wrong, you may have to use a couple of transfers, but don't panic is the biggest kind of tip I can give because last season I panicked and used a couple of transfers far too early on and it left me short towards the end and I still finished quite well, but it could have been even better. So yeah, that, that's probably my biggest tip moving forward from overhaul nice don't panic <laughs> anything from you james before we uh before we close up the pod yeah i think i'll be locked in by friday um i'm going to a gig friday night in manchester eaton park are you gonna see um, new order so nice. i'm really, really looking forward to that um yeah it should be a great gig but yeah now get those get those teams locked in check your captaincies because you know they've had problems with captains before so yeah double check triple check <laughs> make sure yeah you don't want to be uh, logging in to see that your captains has been switched or you know taken off completely do you no that's right well uh, on that lovely bit of guidance there i think it's a, a great way to end the podcast and um as always it's a goodbye from me and goodbye from me cheers guys <laughs>